Benchwarmers, welcome into episode 28 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant, my co-host. We got a great episode for you guys, another week and another week where we're going to have a bonus episode coming out Friday. We had some great interviews, a great time at the High Alpine Brewing Company, our new partner over the weekend, and Nico got to experience a new mountain town. It was a great time. So be on the lookout for that Friday. In this episode, we talk a lot. We talk about J.J. Watt resign or getting cut from the Houston Texans NBA talk, NHL talk. We have some brand new segments that we haven't uh, introduced yet and some updates about the show moving forward, possible merchandise that you could buy. Follow us on social media because that will come into play with the merchandise at Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can reach out to us there through DMs, and we like to interact with fans, so be sure to follow us there. And then also subscribe to our YouTube channel and ring the notification bell. We're going to start putting out more videos per week. So you'll start seeing those a little bit more, get more familiar with the page. Um, and with that, also be sure to catch us on the Unhinged Sports Network every Wednesday from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern on unhingedsn.airtime.pro is where you can listen at that URL. Uh, great episodes with the reigning podcast of the year. So check us out live on that platform and then 24-7 coverage with all of our great shows as well partnered with fubo tv and fanatics.com but nico episode 28 man what 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 do we got to say here i mean mean, jimmy we uh we get chirped at so much on twitter if people want to put some ratings in that make our i mean we could chirp back at them live on the air yeah we could read your review on the air if we had some so be sure to leave the review leave a rating and review let's get into episode 28 of the far end of bench Beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie being fired by the Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be the first segment of Jonah's View from the Bench. So we have Jonah Mitchell. You heard him on a couple episodes ago of the podcast. If not, go back and listen to that podcast because that was a fun time. Uh, but we're, we're going to have a quick little blurb here for the center of attention and then you'll be able to catch the full video on our youtube channel about a 20-minute conversation so jonah let's introduce what this week's this month's topic is so this one is about uh something i deal with uh for a lot of my clients but just a lot of people in general who want to talk who talk about getting started on a fitness journey and the struggles they kind of deal with so i basically called this this little segment uh you're lifting wrong and I did that for a couple of reasons. One, <clears throat> I have learned based off of my own experiences that what we think we know about fitness isn't always true because a lot of times we've heard one thing years ago, we've read something on the internet and then we just kind of took that as truth. We never really thought about it and how it could fit into our own life. So we kind of take things and run with them. Um, again, basing off off of my own experience. Uh, and two, a lot of people get into fitness for the wrong reasons. And not to say that having a goal is bad, but we perceive that once we achieve said goal, we'll be fully happy. In reality, the the journey again that's very cliche the journey is where we find the where we see the results where we see see the overall progress and how we can connect the dots that it isn't just when i lose 50 pounds or when i get to a certain spot does that make sense jimmy yeah i think um 
it goes along with what we because I'm in still we're still doing that challenge and you mentioned the the yo-yo diet where you diet and you get to the point where you want but then you don't want to do the diet anymore so then you go back and it's just kind of a a constant cycle so there's got to be something it's definitely learning learning what I have on this little journey that we've done it's definitely better if you do it habitually instead of just trying to change something right away exactly so one you're starting to look real lean by the way I'm seeing the muscles pop through the, the, that long sleeve I love it uh but so I'll, I'll get into the first part where um the the main thing of your lifting wrong really comes from so we get into fitness we played sports or we just kind of read one thing we start running with it you know and we could have seen results that way what determines your successful is based off of you right but like you mentioned you said with yo-yo dieting you do a diet you get to a goal and you stop doing the diet you go back to where you started is that truly success you know so when people are working out and they're like, I want to lose 50 pounds, I want to look like Superman, I want to do all these things, like they go into their fitness with a perception of, I have to be miserable, I have to sweat, I have to run every single day, I have to basically stop eating. And all these perceptions of what true success is, is brought on by these false notions that like, okay, like to be successful, I have to suffer which we all, fitness is a form of suffering, but it's not something that you should resent. You know what I mean? And it's also not something that you should, like if you're not seeing progress, you shouldn't be like, okay, I'm not sweating enough. I'm not running enough. I'm not, like, it's not always, it doesn't always have to be physical. And I talked about this on my story the other day is your intent when you exercise or do anything for your goal is where you see the most success. And that's through the process, you know what I mean? So, um, when, like when I prescribe a workout program to someone, it's very similar movements for an extended period of time. Uh, the point of that is to master the movements. And the, when we master those movements, we unlock new, uh, neural pathways to our body that we weren't connected to before, because we just kind of take the, the movements and run. We squat a hundred times, but we don't feel like quad, our glutes or our hamstrings or our quads activate. We just sit up and down, you know, until it takes you three to five weeks to truly feel your muscles activate. And then you understand like, okay, I can start unlocking different pieces of this, this movement. You know, people look at that and say, oh, I get bored really easily. And uh, I, my heart rate isn't up. I don't feel like I got a work, good workout in because I'm not sore the next day. And all these per, like false perceived notions of what it means to get a good workout in or be successful in your workout is something they learned when they were, a kid and their their high school coach said, if you're not sweating, you're not working hard. Or if you're not sore, you didn't get a, get a good workout. And then we carry this on into adulthood. And so we, we try to push ourselves. We try to get to the point where we're super sore or we're just going through the motions that we learned. And then it's just like, like we find that we don't have the same performance as we used to. And like, we, we don't have the same relationship with pains so of soreness kind of halts us in certain areas or we keep seeking out that soreness and we cause more damage and we end up getting hurt so it all comes back to the intent of what you're doing for your exercise you know what i mean we have these external goals we want to lose 50 pounds we want to feel better we want to look better 
but really understanding that once you get there, you're supposed to ask, how do I keep going? And then your intent with your workout starts to be more like, okay, instead of just mindlessly going through these movements, how do I master these movements? How do I get good at these movements? Because I know these are going to get me to my goal. Does that all make sense? Yeah, there's definitely a lot more that goes into it than just what we were taught when we were lifting. Like getting underneath a heavy weight is good and it has its place, but it definitely isn't the full thing. Um, so if you're listening on the episode now, you'll you'll miss the rest of the conversation, but go sure, be sure to check out the YouTube video because Jonah and I are going to keep talking and, and he's going to expand on this a little bit more. Bench warmers, welcome in. Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant, Far Into the Bench, episode 28. We are getting damn close to that 30th episode. It feels felt like we sprinted all the way to 25 and then 25 to 30 probably because we've been doing so many bonus episodes, but 25 to 30 has felt like it's been a, a little bit of a jog. But, I mean, we're in, we're here. We're ready to continue raining as, as the podcast of the year. And uh, we're, we got back from the, the mountains. It was a, a good little weekend. A good little weekend. I mean, yeah, it was it was a, it was a lot of fun going up to Gunnison, uh, being a high alpine brewing company. It was a <laughs> lot of fun. Got to try some good beers. I yep. know I'm wearing the Soul shirt. Yeah, yeah and I'm on. The, I got the Soul. Anthracite Amber Ale, and I'm rocking rocking the hat that we got. So, so yeah, be sure if you're if you're in the Gunnison area, go try these out. Yeah, uh, I, I like. I know you like the Gunny Gold. The Gunny Gold I, is I my tried, favorite. I tried that. That was pretty good. Um, my favorite though was the one that Scott um recommended. Yeah. It was a darker one. I can't think of. I think it was a it. stout. It was one the of stout, those yeah. stouts. The stout was really really good. Yeah. Um, if you ask Scott, just go in there ask Scott about. It. He'll he'll lead you the right direction. Yeah. All the different. Everybody who works there has their own f- favorite, and you can set up a flight. And none of their none of their beers are bad. Let's just put it that yeah, way. They're and all they're all fun. home brewed, so it was great. Thank you everybody who came out, and uh, we we know we have gained a couple new people at least following us on social media and Spotify from our time out there. But that episode with all the interviews, Coach Pfeiffer um, and Scott from High Alpine, Coach Schaefer and Cole Sinkneck, and Kyle will be coming out Friday at our usual time. So on the Unhinged Sports Network, it'll start at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, and then we will be uh, available on demand right afterward. Um, but now let's get into the real update because we, we were talking, we had a four-hour drive to talk about movies, comic books, and then the podcast as well. We came up with, you know, sometimes it's difficult to sit through an hour and 45-minute podcast on YouTube. It's easy when you're in the car or just listen while you're, while you're on a walk or something in your headphones. But sitting there and watching two people sit on the couch and talk about sports, as much fun as it is because I know you, all, all of you surpri- subscribers love it, uh, we might need to change that up. So we're going to do shorter clips of the full audio episode so you'll always be able to hear all the audio but we'll just do a couple clips from each week uh probably a segments normally and then whatever we start off talking about because that'll be uh, a good way to go but it'll be about 15 20 minute clips uh and then that way i can start working on putting out the highlight videos because i still got to make those I'm, I'm way behind on that but this will be a good kind of a different change up and we'll be getting more youtube videos out there uh, just as a way to you know try and try and keep growing this thing. Of course, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, the contest's not gonna stop. You're just gonna see now more videos instead of um, a two-hour-long episode. So hopefully, it doesn't take us three days to put it into YouTube. Yeah, so they don't have to worry about that. <laughs> There's sometimes where we have a two-hour episodes, and YouTube's like, um, this is gonna take three and a half days. I'll, I'll yeah. get to it. I'll get to it, but I'm gonna get to it on my own time. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks. YouTube's supposed to be for the creator, except you guys. 
you know, prioritize my. We love video. YouTube though. Get some subscribers, but I mean, please, either way, please promote our stuff. A little easier. <laughs> yeah, and if you are subscribed, thank you for subscribing. Be sure to hit the notification bell. Go and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. So and leave a five star rating and a review. If we start getting more reviews, we'll start reading them on the air. But that actually does help out a lot. I know it seems tedious. If you're subscribed, unsubscribe and resubscribe. It does the same thing. Uh, there, every, we're we're not cheating the system. We're just trying to grow ourselves. But, so be sure to do Pause that. On that, but yeah, keep no, trying to grow the podcast more and more. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to grow ourselves. I'm not going to pause on that. Uh, follow us on Spotify and then social media at FEOTB Pod, and keep be on the lookout for Colorcast and all of our other great partnerships. Uh, this is brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network, Fanatics, and Fubo TV. By the way, we're, we'll get to that at some point. It's it's been a long weekend. We uh, it, it was fun. I drove I drove six hours in the span of two days well four hours to gunnison two hours to silverthorne and then two hours back home which was great i got i mean i got a brand new truck i got to put some more miles on it but start being the one that's driving for the whole time i know it's boring sitting in the passenger seat but being the one who's driving having to stay a little bit activated the whole time especially on the the mountain because the plows in colorado didn't get on the mountain i'm a little tired a little dead oh we're both we're both very dead after me uh this morning, literally being up on the mountain, getting some runs in at 8 a.m. this morning, and then doing the same thing yet, or on Sunday on Valentine's Day by myself with no with no significant others. Hey, Sad hey. boy hours. Well, but, I mean, I am dead tired, but we have a fantastic episode for you. Because, I mean, no football, but there's so much more to talk about. Yeah, it's it's always I sad. mean, there is some football, but there's... not not. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to push anything, but not quality football. Sorry, Zach. Ooh, not high quality football. Yeah, we're not to the XFL yet. Once the XFL comes back, spring football will be back in full swing. But there is, I agree with you. There's a lot that went on. It's always sad for the to be the first weekend without football. I was, I woke up and didn't know what to do with myself, and, and it was just not fun. And I had to figure out. I did watch the straight up Steve Austin with Brett Favre. That was kind of cool, but it was uh, I hate it. This is my least favorite I, time of the year. I know you hated it, but we had Nuggets Lakers on Sunday. Yeah, and that did make it a lot. At better. least that one we could watch because we can't normally watch Avalanche or Nuggets games because altitude Shout out sucks. With and altitude. Yeah, wait, please woo-hoo. get that fixed by playoffs. Jesus. Please. Or just put us always on national TV because those teams are really good. Yeah, that too. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and cut the YouTube, and, and then we'll just continue to go. You'll see another portion of this episode um, as well on Saturday. So this intro part will be released on YouTube on Thursday at a normal time, and then the segments will be released on Saturday. And then, if you heard the you heard Jonah's portion of Jonah's view from the bench. That full 20-minute video will be posted next Monday. So there's a lot of things coming at you. And doing the shorter videos will just continue, give us more time to put out more content. But let's go ahead. Let's talk about this past week in sports. Um, and, and since it is the first weekend without football, let's keep me happy and let's talk about some football. J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans, I believe it was Saturday morning We were when we were up in Gunnison. Oh, no, it was Friday when Friday we were driving, we're driving up. up yeah. uh, they mutually agreed to part ways. Classy move by the organization. Probably a really dumb move by the organization. The dumbest thing you could. I mean, not the dumbest. That's the organization has done a lot of dumb things, but not a smart move. No, because there was no trade clause in his contract. He was there for going to be there contractually for another two years, and he's he's still got some trade value. Seven seventy quarterback pressures 
whether you say he's over the hill or not, he's definitely not in his prime, but he's still a force. And he can play both sides of the defense. He can play all five both positions. Both sides of the ball sometimes. Both sides of the ball sometimes, yeah. That's that's going to be the really messed up part is that he's probably going to have more touchdowns in a Steelers uniform than the Bengals tight ends do in that division. Uh, but they So let's just start off with the Houston thing. Especially when you're trying to maybe convince Deshaun to stay or especially when you're trying to build back some draft capital. Do you think that this was a cool move by the organization standing by their player, or do you think they just have no balls left as an organization and they just think that this was a a failed attempt at PR? Well, look, the no-trade clause can be lifted by both parties. So if if the the Texans could could have gone to J.J. Watt and be like, you did so much for this great city. J.J. Watt probably was thinking the same thing. He was probably like, you know what, I want to help this team out a little bit. I want to – give back to the city that I've done so much for since I entered here. And you're, if you're, if you're telling me that JJ Watt is not worth at least a second or third round pick, let alone maybe a first you're high. Like JJ Watt's still worth that. He may not be worth as much as the Sean Watson, but you can still get something. I guarantee you, you could have snagged a pick from somebody. Oh, yeah. Like I don't know, I don't care. A pick who it and was. maybe a player too. Yeah, because... you could have, you could have literally went to JJ Watt and said, okay, where are the top three teams you want to play for? And I guarantee you, he'd be like X, X, and X, and you'd be like, okay, um, let's we're gonna work with we're gonna work with these teams, and we'll come back to you with their deals, and we'll see if you want to go there eventually, mm-hmm. and then you make a deal. Because there's a way to lift a no trade clause. If both parties agree that no trade clause was only put in, so that way, if one party's upset and the other isn't, you can't just ship him off. Yeah. But if both parties agree, then I don't. See, there's no reason why they shouldn't have figured something out, and. They better hope they get something back for Sean Watson because this team has no first-round pick. Uh, that that first-round pick is in the Dolphins' hands at number three. Was it for Laramie Tunsil. For Laramie Tunsil. The, <laughs> shout out Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> his, yeah. I mean, it's it's the Texans are in a terrible spot. Like mm. it, like I said, this is the uh, – I'm trying, I'm trying to think of uh, equivalence. It's the, I wrote about it in my blog this morning on Monday when we were recording this. For Unhinged Sports Network, unhingedsn.com. Um, this is the fastest fall from grace that I've seen for a town with a, a professional sports franchise. Probably, I mean, I can't even think. Maybe Buffalo after losing those four Super Bowls in a row and then not having anything with the Sabres or Bills. But you think about it. We were talking about it in the car. 2018, you have Chris Paul and James Harden go on a Western Conference final run, almost unseat the Golden State Warriors. Yep. You have Deshaun Watson coming into his own and then you're leading the Kansas City Chiefs by 20 in the divisional 24, round, 24. 24 in the divisional round of the playoffs. To now, Deshaun Watson wants out, and you mutually part ways with a first ballot Hall of Fame defensive lineman, three time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, which is basically defensive MVP. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a collapse like this. This this went up in flames faster. I, I don't even have a like. You, I don't have a good analogy for it. This the, the last 15 months. Well, I'll throw 15 months in there, not just a year, because. You lo- you lose Chris Paul, you lose uh, Russell Westbrook, you lose um, James Harden, you lose J.J. Watts. You're about to lose Deshaun Watson, and the only World Series your city has has lo- lost its legitimacy. And you're losing. Pe- you don't have the players that got you that championship. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's bad to worse. I mean, the Astros deserve all. all the Astros put a curse on the city. Yeah, it's, it's the Astros. Pretty fault, clear. Honestly. I mean, let, let's go back to that. It's the Astros' fault. They need Kyrie happened. to go into in the city of Houston and run a sage throughout the entire city. A giant fan, give him a big bush, and, and just burn all the sages you could find. Otherwise, that city's never going to be good again. 
And it's it's very possible that they, we... They were on top of the world. They like were. That, every team was good. Yeah. Even the soccer team, I think, was good. Or the girls' women's soccer team, it was halfway through. Who decent. knows? The Houston Arrows might have won their ECHL league that year. It could have happened. But they... That's why when you... When you swing like that, you can't miss. And they swung. No pun intended there. Well, swing, they swung. You know. They hit it out of the park. And then part, part, I'll put part of the blame on why the Astros have such a bad look on the league. Because the league didn't do anything to reprimand them anyways. And then the way that they handled it. Uh, Jose Altuve doesn't have a tattoo that his wife didn't want him to see. His shirt didn't want to be ripped Still off because of that tattoo, Jose. But it's all right. You don't have to show us, I guess. And he's no, I don't want to. I don't want anybody to see my naked body. No, you didn't want to see the wire that they were buzzing you for. I don't know. It, it's totally deserves. So now, let's talk about some of the interesting places that he can land because I think there's a few slam dunk teams, and then I talked about a couple sleepers in my blog that I wrote this morning. But we'll start with the obvious one, Pittsburgh. Reunite the Watts, a three-headed Watt monster, Derek, TJ, and JJ. TJ and JJ on the same defensive line. Scary. It's, Very it's scary. frightening, especially as a former offensive lineman, and I know as a fullback, you won't know. You got to block TJ Watt or you're kicking out JJ Watt. Which one are you taking? I don't know. Probably TJ because he's a little bit smaller, but that's no easy task. Yeah, it's it's not going to be good. It's It'd be a great fit. And then fit. you could see JJ Watt line up that's high, as tight end, and then Derek Watt be the fullback. Yeah, he, he could play. Maybe they throw in uh, TJ as the backside tight end and just get all three. If you have three Watts in the same place, it's going to be successful unless you're hosting a television show about tag. Oh, I mean, they, there is a restaurant in Pittsburgh that said if J.J. Watt um, comes to Pittsburgh, they're going to change his name to the Watt family or something, the Watt brothers yeah. in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, they got that going for him. And, I mean – it did come like the the JJ Watt whole experience did come with its positives. Everyone tried to bribe his charity. Everyone donated ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Yes, it was bribes, but it went to a great cause in the Houston inner city. So shout out to the fans that did that. But it was kind of funny that all those teams were like, "Come to Green Bay, come to Chicago, come to Pittsburgh." All ninety nine dollars. Donate you ninety nine dollars if you come play for the Bears. I promise you, I will donate ninety nine. I'll donate ninety nine dollars for ninety nine days in a row. That's what I'll do. Uh, so Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense personnel-wise. Schematically, he fits in a 3-4 defense very well. Like I said, he can play all up and down yeah. the defensive line. It doesn't really – he he goes in and makes whoever he's playing for a lot better. Mm-hmm. Next one, Green Bay. He's a native of Wisconsin, went to the University of Wisconsin, and, and this makes sense more for the Packers franchise because we've talked about it. They're soft. Mm-hmm. Their run defense is non-existent. This, you get to pair him with Zadarius Smith. And, and this would also be somebody that you, it's a free agent signing that you bring into the locker room and hope that they change the personality of the team. So maybe he makes the Packers defense around him better at stopping the run because that's been honestly their worst. They weren't good against the pass in the NFC championship game, but they're terrible against the run all, all year round. See, that one made a lot of sense to me, but then I remembered the Packers aren't that smart. Yeah. They, they haven't. I'm pretty sure I can't remember the last time the Packers organization has swung and hit on a big time free agent, like I like or or gone after a big time rookie of some sort. Oh, the big time free agent was probably Charles Woodson twelve years ago. That that's the last one I can think of, and that, was, that yeah. I mean that led to a Super Bowl, so maybe this does the same. But the Packers that that's too smart of a move. <laughs> I mean, like it's too logical. That's that's it's what happens when you don't have an owner. That's what happens when you don't have it's an too owner. Too logical, Jimmy. It it doesn't make sense. It was sense. too logical to draft a QB in the first round with Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I I would love to see that because J 
J.J. Watt, I think, would be would thrive in Green Bay. But the team that I, I, I like the most probably would be Chicago. Mm-hmm. The Bears make a lot of sense. His wife playing for the Chicago uh, women's MLS team. I don't know the name. Sorry, it's on my head. Either. I didn't but, put it. I didn't have, even have it in my blog. This yeah, time, but so. her being being in that city, um, he could add another dimension to that tough defense of Chicago. Mm-hmm. If Chicago can figure out their QB situation, they're one of the better teams in the division. One hundred percent. Their defense can yeah. carry them very, very far away. And like we've seen, defense defense wins you championships. If you have as good of a defense, I mean, look what happened with. Um, oh my god, I can't think of top of my head. Like, the Chiefs had no defense in the Super Bowl. That killed them. The Buccaneers, their offense was floundering at times, but their defense carried them a lot mm-hmm. into the Super Bowl. And having a good defense, especially in the NFC, is key. Yeah. And if the Bears are bolstering up even more and more with J.J. Watt and they figure out what they're going to do with QB, that I mean, that's, that's probably the best spot. It does make a lot of sense, and it also takes the pressure off of the offensive side of the ball because Matt, Matt Nagy has not been good. Since he took over as the, I mean, after that first year, he hasn't been good, been able to recover after double doink. Um, and this would give them a little bit more leeway, kind of like the Broncos in 2015, where your defense is good enough that you only have to score 12 points. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You score three scores, it's going to be very difficult to beat the 2015 Broncos and a J.J. Watt added to this already pretty good Bears defensive roster. Imagine it being 2018 and J.J. Watt gets to be on the Bears defensive roster. Jeez. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. One, one team that I thought was kind of a sleeper that I wanted to bring up is Tennessee. Mike Vrabel has a connection with him. He was his position coach when he first got drafted to Houston. And they, they need the, the Titans need to replace the loss of Jarrell Casey because their defense suffered loss. very, very b- badly from not having a dominant interior D-line. They thought that was just David Clowney, but he couldn't stay healthy all year. No, and, and that was an interesting thing, too, because I know Vrabel knows that Jadavion Clowney and Jarrell Casey don't play the same position. Yeah. Jarrell Casey is a three-tech to three-tech player. He can play nose guard as well. And he's not the most athletically gifted guy. He's not the most strong guy, but he's always in good position and has good hands. He's he's an X-factor. The Broncos are going to be very good next year when he comes back healthy. It's, it's a fact. He's going to make whatever team he plays for better. And they didn't get better at that position. They got worse. It's not... The same same situation where where well I have Broncos analogies for days because we get to listen to that sports radio. You let Malik Jackson go, but you have a Shelby Harris or a Mike Purcell to be able to step in and fill that role. The Titans let Jarrell Casey go and didn't have that next person to step up, and and it, we've seen what it did to them, and they struggle, and they they're going to continue to struggle until they fill that void. Boy, would that be interesting if he played for Tennessee. And that's, they played the Texans. That's where the, the, that could, that's yeah, where I mean, the that's cutting fun. him makes no sense because now he can go freely to a division rival. You could at least make I mean, sure that he's out of the division with a trade. We could technically throw in the Colts in this discussion. Yeah. That could make, be interesting too. I really I don't want it to happen. I don't know. I might add the Colts to my list of teams that I just don't like for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, just along with the Dolphins. But I think there needs to be – I feel like he's not going to go to a team that doesn't have a set starting quarterback. That's true. So That's true. I mean, the, the Bears, ab- that, that, that kind of excludes yeah, the Bears the, out. That. The only thing that saves him with the Bears is the, I think he might want to play defense. with his wife. Well, that, or, yeah, and I think he like wants it. to play near his wife because they've been doing long. Like Houston to Chicago is a long distance. Yeah, she played for, I mean, I'm not the biggest MLS. They, were, I, team, they, she, they were in Houston for a while, but yeah. then she's been in Chicago for like three years. Yeah. And I, I know he's been injured for those years. So I'm, I'm sure he wants to be around her and be close to her. So that makes sense. But the the Titans and the Colts, 
not not the Titans, the Colts, if they are able to figure out their quarterback situation in free agency or maybe Andrew Luck comes back, then I can see a situation where JJ's like, oh, hell yeah, I'll go to Indianapolis. I, I, because on and, and and think about Indianapolis's roster. They're a quarterback and a defensive presence away from being a legit Super Bowl They contender. have a pretty decent defense. If they add one more piece and maybe get a quarterback like, I don't know if this will happen, but Carson Wentz, maybe that's doable. I don't know. Carson, or I think Indianapolis might be in the lead to get Carson Wentz. Yeah, so, maybe, yeah, so maybe that's What if it's out. Russ? Because now we didn't that's get to talk about this last week. So. Russ wants out of – Seattle, know, if they don't, don't bolster. Want, I don't know if he wants out. He just wants things to change. He wants offensive he line help. help. <laughs> Get that man some offensive line help. Yeah, I'll I'll say the stat that it, I told you in the car. Seven years in the league, 394 sacks, sacks taken. That is nearly 40 sacks. Uh, it's probably it's almost bro math here. It's almost 40 sacks a game. It's like 250 sacks a game in in my head. Might be the same. It, it means the same thing yeah, at yeah, this I point. I don't know, but either way. I don't think Russ will ever publicly come out and say that he wants to leave. I think it's going to be more. I think that what he came out and said was like, "Go draft a tackle or go draft, go give me something if he scares scares me because they might trade up to tra- draft Sewell. Penny Sewell. I, mean, I don't Pen- want that. Penny to happen. Sewell did like the picture of Joe Burrow uh, uh, getting into rehab or rehabbing his late knee, so that helps a little bit. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but he's also been playing at Oregon, and then he'd go to Seattle and be right at home. So, who knows? I, I'm hoping. I'm still holding out hope. Um, but I, I think if he goes in division, it is probably Tennessee or Indianapolis. It's not going to be Jacksonville because he's Jack- not going to want to go and be yeah. – he doesn't want to go and be around another young, Colts, talented quarterback. Colts or Titans would make the most sense if he stays in division because both those teams are playoff teams. Mm-hmm. And he's not – There's. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, think but... we have to say this, but he's not going back to Houston for, for nothing unless no. there's a huge, huge difference. But it's a bad situation for them. Um, so, who do you think? I had this question in. Who do you think which team will make the biggest splash in free agency? Because there's always the teams that try and rebuild their season through the draft. There's teams who try and rebuild their team through the free agency. The Broncos won the Super Bowl through free agency. So, who do you think will make the biggest splash when it happens? Honestly, I think one of the teams that people are sleeping on, Denver Broncos. Just think about this for a second. We did clear up a lot of cap space with getting rid of Bouye's contract. Mm-hmm. We can re-sign Justin Simmons still. We can possibly bring back Shelby Harris. There's a good possibility that we do trade Drew Locke and maybe get – I don't want it to happen, but maybe get Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson did come out and say the Broncos are intrigued. By, or he's intrigued by them. So everyone's saying that I was an idiot for thinking about that. You can go suck it. Because I did say that he was intrigued by this team, and no one believed me. But now it's all over front news. And, yes, he's one of the top two teams between the 49ers and Broncos that he's intrigued by. Shout out Kareem Jackson. But if the poss- if you bring in Deshaun Watson and possibly trade Bryce Callahan, which because the Texans want corners, if you trade Bryce Callahan, who was one of the best corners this year for the Broncos, and bring in maybe a Patrick Peterson – there's a, that's a guy who the Cardinals released. You're also going to be drafting Patrick Sertan if he's there. Patrick Sertan, that's a playoff team. Deshaun Watson with all that young core, a defense still headed by Justin Simmons, probably Bradley Chubb still, and um, 
Patrick Pearson and Sertan. Oh, I mean, Von Miller's Von gonna be Miller, back. too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking Von Miller. Wow. You forgot Von <laughs> Miller. Oh, wow. and yeah. Von Miller and Corlin Sutton. Two players that um, didn't even play for us last year. That's true. No, I, I Broncos think. Are, Broncos have a good shot. I mean, like, just like I said, if you land the big fish in Deshaun Watson, which now is an actual possibility, mm-hmm. considering we are one of the top two teams. And I'm not just tooting my own horn here. I'm not a fanboy. That's facts. Go look it up. Like, that's that's something that could make a possibility. Does it make sense for him to go to San Francisco? Yes. I think San Francisco makes them Super Bowl favorites. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that makes a lot more sense. But Denver, I mean, the option is Denver has a, is a pretty good damn option. And if you're the Texans, the Denver could probably give you some of the best assets. They could. And I think if you just go quarterback for quarterback – for Drew Locke, for Deshaun Watson, Sean Watson walks into the roster as is, and it's a playoff team. Mm. It is a team that is competing with the Chiefs. They already do compete with the Chiefs, but they have the ability to beat the Chiefs now with Deshaun Watson, and they have the ability to make noise in the playoffs as one of those, I think, wildcard teams. If they do the other moves in free agency that you're talking about, then we can start seeing, I think, their championship contender. But The one other wrinkle into all this that people that I just saw today was the one-for-one trade. The Cowboys, Dak Prescott going to the Texans, mm-hmm. and Deshaun going to Dallas. I don't know. I think the Texans would want more back than than Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think if there's no injury, this yeah, is a no-brainer. I, I think they demand more back from the, from the Cowboys if they do do that. But, I mean, that makes the Cowboys a lot better. They're probably the best team in that division up there with the Redskins. If they yeah. land Deshaun Watson, probably even better. Their defense just doesn't have anybody that I would trade for. That's like, true. Because the Texans want defensive stars – or possible yeah, defensive stars in stars. return. They can they can kiss oh. that out the door. <laughs> it it makes sense because the Goffin and, and um, Stafford trade yeah, blew sure. the market. Yeah, like that it made everything ridiculous. Now we're spending ridiculous monopoly money in a year that the salary cap's going down, and we're trading away assets. It's it's a, it's borderline on the same part of that first deal from draft day where he trades two first round picks away for the for the number one overall pick. It doesn't make any sense. There's no no reason, no way Stafford should be for two first-round picks unless he's 27 years old before all the injuries. He's still going to be great, but that's it's too much, and I think that it's going to screw over a lot of teams, especially in a season like this. I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to do much in free agency this year. The, the, one, the one thing I saw that was kind of interesting was – I'll see what you think about this as a non – or as a halfway Broncos fan, not, not full Broncos fan, but you still appreciate the team, is if you had the option of – Getting Dak Prescott in a buyout situation where the Cowboys move on from him, and you get him, but you have to pay him all this money. Or would you rather trade Bradley Chubb or Justin Simmons and then three firsts and then throw in a um, like Bryce Callahan or the number nine pick? Would you rather have Dak at that cost or Deshaun at that cost? At that cost, Deshaun. Deshaun with throwing Bradley Chubb and Justin Simmons and those three picks. Because that's what they're all – because they want two stars, and those are the two stars on D. I, was, I would rather trade Von Miller than Bradley Chubb, and I think that you can make that argument because they're going to know – there's still a lot to be known about Bradley Chubb. Von Miller's established. He, you know what you're going to get if he's able to stay healthy for all 16 games. So I would say Justin Simmons and Von Miller, yes. I wouldn't trade Bradley Chubb away from this defense because I think that you're going to need him. He has the possibility to be the Broncos' DeMarcus Ware. He has he has that possibility to but be the you, next. But, but you don't have the person on the other side. Demarcus Ware had Von Miller. 
He was most effective. Demarcus Ware was was a Hall of Fame player in Dallas before he came to Denver. That's true, but but later on in his career, it did help, and that's why I mean, having someone on the other side does help. It does, and I that that's but, why I mean I think the untouchable is Justin Simmons this equation because he's the anchor of that defense, and I think Bradley Chubb. I mean, either way, I, the Broncos would be stupid to get rid of both them. Yeah, I think if they're going to do that, it has to I'd, be one. I would rather have Dak at that cost then. If they're asking prices, Bradley Chubb and Justin Simmons and three first-round picks, then you go elsewhere. That's yeah. not that's not doable at all. I would two, pay two the two money for Dak yeah. coming, off the, coming off the injury without giving up any of my I, – I really think – I mean, I know Bradley Chubb had a down year. And down a, year, still probable. He had an okay yeah. year his first year, like pretty good, and, and came on more towards the end of the season and blew his ACL in his second year, so – Obviously, he's going to lose, not be able to develop anymore. But I think that he's going to be a, a very big star. I think he's going to be the anchor of that defense for a long time moving forward. So I would not not leave him for anything. Josie Jewell might be another one of those guys. And that's crazy to say because everybody hated him coming out of the combine. The Broncos are... I, I honestly didn't hate him. Like I, I, I liked him at Iowa. Mm-hmm. But I just... Our entire linebackers aren't the best. But they did pretty well this year. Alexander Johnson played very well. I know it's not it's not Devin White or Devin Bush, but they still play doable. I think that they're a better run stopping linebacker tandem than most in the league. Yeah, pass just, coverage wise, they leave a little bit to be desired. That's the problem with in this division with Travis Kelsey, Hunter Henry, and Darren Waller. Oh yeah, because you saw the exact. That's why blueprint. Justin Simmons is a, is a big is a big person to this defense. It's because he's that over top help. Yeah, and you also saw a big reason why like the the exact blueprint to shut down Travis Kelsey is have a Levante David or Devin White be able to knock him down coming out of his break and then get up and run with him because he they covered him up like a blanket the whole time, the whole game. Yeah. It, I'm interested to see once free agency yeah. Crazy. I think there's over 130 receivers with the possibility of being yeah. moved. So just that's just the receivers. Who knows whatever every, everybody else is going to do. Just started like it's going to be nuts. So football's over, but we're not going to stop talking about football. Don't know if we're going to venture in the FCF. I don't have Twitch. I don't watch it. I don't think I'll be watching that. It lo- it looks a little too the the angles the, hey, win the, or lose, the camera we booze. angles were terrible. Win or lose, we booze over here in, in the FCF. Uh, you'll hear about that later in a couple new segments that we have coming up. Uh, let's get into some hockey and let's talk about our Avalanche because we didn't get to talk about the Avs for they a few weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> but hey, they only missed two games without McKinnon, which is a, a win in my well, book. That's the biggest blessing in the world. It, Although this COVID thing that completely derailed this team, yeah. McKinnon being healthy, that makes life so much easier. It does, uh, and I think. You know, they're in a good spot. Last night was tough. It was a 1-0 loss. Max, Max Pacioretty got a got one by Grubauer, or was it – I'm not even sure. It was Grubauer. I, yeah. I, I think it was Grubauer. So, got one by him in the second period, and the Avs put 30 shots on goal. Andre Fleury stood on his head. He's a Hall of Fame goalie, going to be a Hall of Famer, so it, it's perfectly Stanley, fine. Stanley Cup winning goalie. Mark andre Fleury is one of the all-time greats. Not the greatest, but one of the all-time greats for a reason. Yeah. He, he showed up, He showed prime Mark andre Fleury back again. But like like I said, this is the first game in 13 days. Half this team hasn't practiced in a week and a half. They finally got back on their on their own ice. I think it was three or four days ago. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's a lot to ask for. They were training at home, trying to be safe and all that good stuff. And like it's one zero loss. If it was a ten zero loss, it's a completely different story. But one zero loss, gotta take it with a grain of salt. On to the next one. No, I think they're in a fine place. But now with the way this restart is going to work and they're going to have to play makeup games you're going to get start to get seven game stretches against a certain team which in turn it works out to like 16 points are, are possible there 
right now they're in fifth in the division just because they haven't played as many games. Vegas is is like ten two and one, so they're absolutely destroying it. But they're going to have to start making up some of these points on the top teams. So I That's want them. Saturday is my big one. I, win Saturday, like Tuesday, the game coming up earlier on in the week. It'd be nice. Maybe try and get one point. I know we had a big conversation on two for chirping about the point system, whether or not there should be an overtime point given. Try and get one point, lose in overtime, or get to overtime. Who cares? Saturday is the one where you come back and you reestablish this is how the season is going to go. Because they were right about to do that right before the, the stop happened. And even after McKinnon went out, they scored just fine. They, they looked fine. They'll be in a good place no matter who's on the ice. Take advantage of being rested. Come back with a vengeance and start this run. Because ba- basically now you don't have enough time. It's a playoff run now. It, everything is a playoff. Yeah, there's no playoff all-star type. break. You no. just had your all-star break, basically. Yes, yes. That was basically that was basically your all star break. That's a good now, way to put it. I mean, you you I mean, like like I said, NBA has one, but the NHL doesn't have one this year, and that was your break. Now turn on the second half mm-hmm. here, because I I mean we've only played 15, 20 games. Uh, we have only played I think eleven. So I mean we're not even ha- we're close. Seven, to four, and one. Yeah, so we're not even close to halfway. We are not. The rest of the league. The rest is. of the league is. So we just gotta. Push where we can because, I mean, we're going to have back-to-backs. We're going to have a lot of doubleheaders, a lot of different tra- road trips, a lot of things going on. So now you just got to get healthy, get everyone under protocols, all safe and healthy, and then then move on from there. Cause... And have Minnesota get guys who have COVID off the fucking ice. Yeah. that's Please. God, don't, that's... don't do this again because you see what happens. You shut down entire divisions, and Jim was talking about it with the ECHL down in Florida. They shut down the entire league. One team shut down the entire league. Let's not go for that. I don't want the players to have to be in a bubble, but if that's how we have to do it to get a season, I'm sorry you're going to have to decide whether or not you want to play in a bubble again. We can do this the right way. Do it the right way. Exactly. You just got to be smart with it all. That's that's the main thing. Just be open and honest and don't try and pull a fast one on anybody because it just hurts everybody else. Mm. Uh, Anything else about hockey? There, I mean... There, other than the abs, I haven't really been paying attention. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, oh, yeah. And we have a little bit. I won't talk about it yet. Coming up in one of our new segments, I'll talk a little bit more about Saturday. But Saturday is going to be a big day this week for yeah, hockey. Yeah, I mean, the abs are back on track. I haven't been keeping up with a whole lot of hockey because I've been. I mean, I've been catching up with NBA nonstop because uh, it's just good drama everywhere. <laughs> and you are a bigger basketball fan than hockey. Fan. I, I am a ho- big hockey fan. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm not saying but, that you are. I'm just bigger basketball. Basketball is your. All. That's your first love. My shtick, as they call it. That's your first love. You never forget the first one. Pause. <laughs> Jesus all right. Uh, let's get into the NBA. Nuggets beat the Lakers in prime time on national television. I, which is very, very surprising. What? I, I know somehow the Nuggets didn't blow a third quarter lead. We were in the exact same spot that we beat the Lakers. Or Did they get into bonus fouls? We didn't. Woo. Jokic wasn't in foul trouble. We also beat them without Will Barton, Gary Harris, P.J. Dozier, and Paul Melsap didn't play the whole second half. That? If you could beat the Okay, Lakers missed A.D., it makes it makes more sense why LeBron was playing against the second line for the Nuggets. Yeah, well, he he, he was out, he was out there like, who the hell is this dude? Faku, Faku, who the fuck 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 me, fuck you. Yeah, Faku, who the hell is Zeke Naji? Who the hell is R.J. Hampton? Oh yeah, those are just the new young bloods of Tim Connolly and what he's been able to do with this young core. Because wow, man, that was a Zeke Naji come out game. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your that is your future backup big man for this Denver Nuggets team. Maybe the future starter power forward when Paul Millsap moves on or retires. That could very well be a possibility. And 
this young team being able to beat the Lakers, yes, it was at home. Yes, it was without AD. It was a very big step in the right direction because mm-hmm. you got minutes of young guys playing against the defending champs. That's big. That is yeah. very big. That means they are not afraid of the big lights. They're not afraid of the prime time. And getting those young guys good minutes and then performing well makes it even better. Um, the Lakers team, AD, luckily, I mean, not l- luckily it was only a, a, a calf strain. So he will be back in two or three weeks, hopefully. I mean, you never, you always hate to see injuries like that happen. Luckily it wasn't a torn Achilles. Knock on wood, hopefully he'll be back soon. But if we see AD out for the near future, the West is wide open. Yeah. Wide open. Because this Lakers team without AD, I mean, LeBron, don't get me wrong, LeBron can carry a bunch of scrubs to the finals. He's done it before. But it's a lot harder in the West to do that. Yeah. And the Clippers are playing well. The Jazz are playing well. The Jazz they've, are number one. They've won 18 out of the last 19. I wonder who that one was. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Jokic dropping 49 points There's on, still a lot on of shade. your defensive player of the year. There's said. still a lot of shade there. Um, but you blew a 3-1 lead as well. Yeah, never forget that. Also, the Clippers blew a 3 one They never could forget that either. But this top of the West is 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 starting to pan out, being like, okay, these are the contenders. These are the pretenders. And right now, the pretenders right now, Dallas. Dallas is a pretender. They have Luka Doncic and nothing else going for them. Dallas is a pretenders. Kristaps did go like three for five from three-point range the, and on Friday night. Yeah, but he he's, that has to be consistent. Yeah. Dallas has, has struggled mightily. Golden State is hot and cold, but they're a playoff team now. Steph Curry is playing at MVP type level. That is great to see because he is great for the game. And then also, um, t- teams like Portland who have not been winning games, but Damian Lillard, man, that kid—he has been up to something. He's, he's in the MVP race now. He is in the MVP race. He's putting up unreal numbers. He's mm-hmm. just—he's just had no help. Yeah. CJ McCollum has not had a good year, and they've been struggling to win games, which is actually very, very surprising because Portland, I thought, could have been sleepers. They they probably will be. I mean, they always kind of come down the stretch. They're similar to the Nuggets in the fact that they don't like being the favorites. Yeah. They like being counted out. They like being down. Uh, you talked about the pretenders. Who else kind of do you see as a pretender? Maybe more on the Eastern Conference because we talked about the Western Conference a, a bit. Sorry, our friends up at Bleach Connection. Toronto pretenders. Ooh. Toronto needs to make a move at the deadline because Fred Van Fleet, He's been balling, but Lowry's not the same. Siakam had his breakout year last year, but he has not been playing the same. Um, what worries me out of the East a lot is the Sixers are good right now, but can they do this in the playoff series? Can they do it night in and night out? Has that That's team won a playoff? I mean, they've won a they playoff have. They, they have won a playoff series. Have they made it to back. the conference finals? They haven't, no. They haven't made the conference finals. Hmm. So that's, hmm. yeah, interesting. Philly fans talk a lot of shit for not doing a lot, huh? I know. It's very interesting. But, yeah, Philly is an interesting story. Another team that's been struggling a lot are the Miami Heat. Yeah. The Heat have been falling off like no other. They, man, they 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 hit they hit the COVID bug bad, too. Because they had, Jimmy Butler's out for a lot of games. Bam has been hurt. They've, they've been hurt all over. But this team, we saw what the, the, the deduction of um, Andre or not Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. when he went to Phoenix, he was a big player for that team. He um, is no longer there. That was a big, big hurt to the team. And then Myers Leonard, you're not getting that production out of the four or five. You thought that was Precious Achua, um, but Precious Achua, that's a fun name, bless me. But Precious Achua has not played out to his potential. And then Bam, like I said, has been hurt. You're depending on Kelly Olynyk to get you buckets, and now people are keying on Tyler Hero yeah. and keying on Duncan Robinson because they said, you know what, I, we're gonna, we're basically gonna guard you once you get to half court. 
or not making you get comfortable shooting. And that's exactly what defenses have been able to do. And the Heat have may, maybe are in the, the sweepstakes to make a trade here because this team is not as good as they were last year. No, they lost a big piece, and they're struggling. The Bulls, do you think the Bulls are finally going to break through? Because they're sitting around eight right now. Do you think that we could see Chicago make a playoff? I mean, it's one of my beats this week, so this, this is why I'm asking. And I like uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine, I mean, Zach Levine's an all-star 100% this year, but the Bulls have been surprising a lot of people. They, they're going to be in that playing game. I don't know if they're going to be the eight seed 100%, but they'll be in the playing game. They so did just have beat a shot. Indiana, too, in overtime, 120 yeah. to 112. That's true. A team, though, that people – aren't talking about enough the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are two and a half games back from hosting a playoff game. The Knicks, the same Knicks team that was ass last year. The Knicks are surprising people. And shout out Julius Randle, man. There's your most improved player of the year. Julius Randle's been balling for them. And Emmanuel quickly, young guard who has the nastiest floater in the game, and then throw in R.J. Barrett, who's been balling. Throw in Mitchell Robinson, who has come into a form. This Knicks team is young, and they're not—they're not contenders in these. We're not there yet, but they're a playoff Slow team. Slow you roll. Slow they're you a playoff roll. team. Yeah. And that's great to see, because I mean, obviously Brooklyn still runs that city. The Nets still run that run that run that state in terms of basketball. But it's good to see the Knicks at least thrive a little bit, because that—I mean, because it makes me feel better knowing. That the Rockies were in a similar situation with the Knicks were a few years ago, where they got rid of everybody, they were ass, and then there was no uh, bright spot. And now the Knicks are in the playoffs. Maybe the Rockies can be that three or four years from now. Oh boy, um, that's wishful thinking. Though. That's very wishful thinking. We'll talk about the Rockies a little bit later on in one of my segments because uh, we're we're officially announcing the other way. Um, the one other thing too this was the Blake Griffin. thing. Yeah, Blake Griffin. The Blake Griffin thing, him and Detroit. Detroit's eight and nine. They haven't even won double digit games yet. Oh, neither neither's Minnesota. So. <laughs> yeah, well, Minnesota has a lot of injuries too. But Detroit, well, I mean, shout out Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's been balling for them. They obviously they moved on from Derrick Rose, sent him to New York. Mm-hmm. That was probably the smartest move. Now you got to move on from Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin and the Pistons basically already agreed that. They're moving in separate directions. They're not going to play him to get hurt or get COVID or whatever where it inhibits his trade potential. Um, teams that should be interested are Boston. Boston is a big problem at their power four set center position. Daniel Tice, sorry Boston fans, Daniel Tice is not a starting center on a championship level team. That's just not it. You have to throw in Blake Griffin there to play the four or five, and then you can run a smaller lineup. Boston, Brooklyn, Brooklyn is another new one, interesting one, because they're kind of weak on the front court wise. Yeah. Their back court is, I mean, in KD on the wing is just killer. But their front court wise, they're struggling a little bit. Their Dallas, defense isn't. Their defense is struggling a little oh, bit. Yeah. I mean, it's James Harden. It's James Harden. I was talking about. I was more talking about Kyrie. Oh, oh, yeah, either both of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the other one, Mavericks are an interesting one because you you can put Porzingis at the five, Blake at the three. And then Luca there because that makes that team better. Are the Nuggets a possibility? The nuggets should be a possibility, but at the right asking price. At the right asking price because Blake Griffin has had it off here. Don't get me wrong; he has not. He hasn't dunked a basketball since December 9, twenty nineteen. Yeah, he's much. That he's, is. He's nuts changed to his me. game to a shooter. That is sure. nuts to me. He hasn't had a dunk in two years. From a reigning dunk contest winner and a guy who was jumping over everybody back in the Lob City Clippers, jumping over everybody's car too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Look, I think he'd fit well in the system, but at the right asking price. You have to, like, I had this discussion with one of my friends. I think what we what you'd be willing to give up for Blake Griffin would be 
it hurts hurts me to say this, but Bol Bol, because mm-hmm. Zeke Naji is your backup power so forward center. Zeke Naji is untouchable Zeke, now. Zeke Naji is untouchable. Monte Morris is untouchable. Maybe you maybe you throw in PJ Dozier, or Will Barton, and that's as much as I give up. And maybe a first round pick. That's as much as we're going. The Pistons about. are going to look a lot like the Nuggets did last year. It's basically the Denver Nuggets yeah. as it is, and it's just the bench players. But you got to be very, very cautious because Paul Millsap has been playing very well. But if you move him to the second line, that second line gets even better, and he could be the leader of the second line. And Blake Griffin playing a two-man game with Jokic—that'd be beautiful to see. Imagine some of the labs we could see between Jokic and Blake Griffin <laughs> if he decides that he wants to start dunking again. Yeah, no kidding. But I mean, I wouldn't hate it just at the right ask price. Okay. But the Nuggets have to be careful because I think the shooting guard position is still a weaker, weaker needs. And um, but power forward, we're we're pretty solid with Paul Millsap, Michael Green. Don't get me wrong, and Zeke. Yeah. But it'd be nice to have that little bit of edge because Blake Griffin does make us a better team. No, at the right price. I think price. I think that they need to find something that'll be make them more consistent. And if that's getting a, another guy bringing in Who was some a former All Star two yeah. years ago, not not that long ago, he has a lot of experience in the league. It's not necessarily a lot of playoff experience, but he's I mean he's been in 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 the bright lights for quite a long time, especially in L A. Yeah, I mean he he was one of the, I remember him from college. He's one of the only guys that I actually remember from their college playing days. Boomer sooner, Boomer um, sooner, yeah. But you know. Anything else that you kind of wanted to talk about? We'll do most dominant team of the week before we get to the break, and that'll lead us into the break. But is there anything else before we get to most dominant yeah, team? Yeah, we just got to see how these next – I'm very excited for the All-Star game. The All-Star game is going to be a lot of fun this year. It's always it is. And dunk contest at halftime, that's going to be fun. That means possibly LeBron may, – we may see All-Stars in the dunk contest because you don't want to have randoms that are in the no. All-Star game in the dunk contest. So we could see LeBron – Zach Levine in the dunk contest, maybe Giannis. Aaron, I want to see Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon all star. That's the only oh, thing. Damn it, he's not an all star. Zach Levine's an all star. I want to, yeah, I wanted to. So Aaron see. Gordon is gonna be the biggest dunk contest history snub ever. He had, he's had some of the most historic dunks in dunk contest history, and he's never won. Let's let's That's talk so about because we have we haven't talked about this. Do you think that he beat Zach Levine that year? Oh, I don't know. Do you agree with Zach Levine getting the back-to-back over Aaron Gordon? Because Aaron Gordon jumped over the the magic mascot on a funky dunk. That was some, the, the, the between the under legs. Under the legs. That is one of the best dunks in in dunk contest history. One of the best. I'd say maybe the best. Yeah. Up there with Dominique and then Jordan's free throw free throw line dunk. That that goes right up with there. And then you want to talk about free throw line dunks? Levine went between the legs from the free throw line. Like, it was know. just in, we could, is yeah, that the greatest have, dunk contest we could have a whole episode maybe we have to do that for all-star weekend yeah we could have could a be. whole episode about dunk contests and all that good stuff because it goes on and on man the dunk contest yeah. is one of the most fun things if we have lebron finally in it this year that'd be a lot of fun i love going back and just watching they have a compilation yeah. of the winning dunk every every year from like 1985 it's just fun fun to watch times. yeah because what these are uh, what these human beings are able to do. I wish I could do of, all of it. Yeah, off of jumping off two feet. I can't. I've never been able to dunk in my life. What they can do, like at their at their ability, is just insane. Yeah, I have short arms, so I have a good. <laughs> I have a good vertical. I have a thirty inch vertical, but I. Hey have short Jonah, arms. get get Jimmy the ver- a good enough vert. We'll try to get him to dunk. I just yeah, I got to get to like thirty five because I got little <laughs> little crocodile arms. But uh, so let, let's go most dominant team of the week, and I'll start since mine's an NBA team. Philadelphia 76ers, they beat the Nets 124-108. I thought that was kind of a statement mm-hmm. and kind of pushed them a little bit further into that number one spot in the East. I don't think the East is as good as the West. We, we've talked about that quite a bit. 
but they do look like they're kind of on a Get roll. Form, yeah. They can make a big move at the trade deadline, maybe get even better. It, it could be pretty interesting for them. I think this, maybe we see them break through because everybody else that's been right there has broken through this year uh, in 2020, 2021. That's, so. that's fair. I don't hate that. My most dominant team of the week, I'm going to pick an athlete because it's a sport that actually I'll pick an athlete, but I'll, I'll say a team. So the team, the Black Zillions. Gilbert Burns. Kumar Usman put on a show on Saturday. But my most dominant team slash player of the week, I guess. I don't, I'm not going to say player of the week. Most dominant player team of the week was Kamar Usman because he was absolutely insane, top to bottom. He is not the greatest welterweight of all time. George St. Pierre still owns that. Thank you very much. But he has been dominant and playing, fighting very well. And, man, he was rattled in the first round. Gilbert Burns went after him. But in the second and third round, he showed why he is the, the Nigerian nightmare. Why they call the him Ni- that. Nigerian nightmare. And he just dominated top to finish. I lost all of my bank account money on that fight. All of my, I, I had to put more in there because I uh, bet on Usman to win and go the distance. Because <laughs> um, I thought Burns would have had, had a better chin. But I, And Usman's boxing isn't... Usman, he was on the dangerous. yeah. He was on the Ultimate Fighter, and he was knocking people out, right? Yeah. So that it, he's not a great boxer, but he can do it. Yeah, now, that, that, now that welterweight that opens up the door to what what happens next. Well, I mean, they said Game Bread is the next one because why? Because he's because he's running his mouth still, and that he fought him on six days' notice. I mean, I would love to see Leon Edwards fight. But Leon Edwards is scheduled to face Hamza, but that's fell through now. Oh, there's nothing like everything is TBD yeah. for the welterweights. I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of great matchups. Don't get me wrong. Steve Thompson, the Wonder Boy, still in there. What about a Colby rematch? I mean, Colby. A Colby needs another fight. A Colby, I, maybe he, do Colby. he did just TKO Tyron, who's the the lineal. He was the champion before Kamaro. But but Tyron. I know. Is no, Tyron. I know. But Gilbert Burns got a, a title shot off of beating Tyron. Yeah, but that's different. Woodley was off of one fight. Woodley has been. Big time decline. Big time decline. It's true. It's and true. Gilbert Burns deserved it. Deserved it. So Colby, I think maybe throw Colby into the um, uh, Leon Edwards fight and have that be the winner face Camaro. I just don't think you can put the seventh ranked guy in the title fight. Jorge Masvidal is ranked it, seventh it, in the it, welterweight it's, it's division. It's money, Jimmy. It's money. As much as we hate it, Dana White sees <laughs> sees uh. Game Red versus Usman as a money fight, and he only had a week to. To um, hype that fight up, give it a two month hype up. That's money right there. That is money in Dana's pocket, and Dana likes him winning some money. Just thinking about it now, and it might be recency bias from how good Kamaro looked over the weekend. I don't see that being a very, very competitive. No, I don't fight. think so either. I think Kamaro is still able to dominate the same way we saw him. Dominate. I think he is too, but I would love to see a different style because Usman did play a smart game, a safe game against Gamebred, knew he wouldn't be able to go five rounds. I want to see the Usman that I saw against Gilbert Burns go against Masvidal. I want to see the, the, the death stare, the walk-off, all that big hype around Usman, not this hold-up-against-the-fence, stop on his feet, and win a smart fight. Because that's what he did against. I mean, that's not a shot at Usman. That's just what happened against the Gamebred. That's exactly yeah. what happened because he knew he would tire out. He wrestled him because he knew that's what, how he could win very easily. I want to see him go out and be a killer. So maybe maybe that's more likely in the second matchup between those two. Yeah, it could be something. It could be a totally different fight, and who knows? The the timing of it all might have robbed it of any of the momentum. 
Kamaru Usman, you said it is one of the. I think he's now fourth title defense. Going to be on his fourth title defense, which is, which is impressive. It hasn't been done since I think uh, at that division since George St. Pierre. The other, we, we don't have to talk too much about it, but other big things coming up in the UFC is he's going up and going to fight for the light light heavyweight championship. I think that's the next pay per view. Yeah, Blahovich versus Izzy, and mm-hmm. then also Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling, and I believe Nunez. I believe Nunez and Megan Harrison are also on that card. Uh, that's a, that's I, I a think, huge, huge card. I think the best fight of that is going to be the Jan versus Sterling because I think either – I think – I think um, excuse me, Izzy is going to kill Blahovich and I and, and Mana Nunes is going to roll through Megan Anderson. Mana Nunes is probably the greatest female fighter of all time. Oh, 100%. 100%. And now she's a mother. She, her and her partner had a baby, so that's, that's great. Uh, Want to talk quickly about the – May, the fights coming up this weekend. Is there any? There's any... not a whole lot. Of cursed blades. Uh, Denver. It trains out Denver too. I do want to give a shout out to Chris Gutierrez, one of my dad's clients. He uh, big. He was on the undercard of the pay per view this past weekend. He won. Ian Heinish, another Colorado guy. He's a bit, he's a friend of Scott Parker. If you're from the Colorado, Colorado area, you know about Scott Parker. Oh, yeah. Big enforcer guy. Well, Heinish. He just ran into a freight train in Calvigasm. He's not there yet. But good to see young Colorado guys get into it. Um, Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis. I just hope we don't see Curtis Blades lay on top of him for 15, 25 minutes. Excuse me. No, I think with Derek Lewis finally being healthy. I just feel like these dudes have fought three times already. But I may be wrong. Uh, I'm, I think they fought before, definitely. I, and, and the last time they did fight, it was bad because – Derek Lewis couldn't move. He yeah. he had a slip disc in his back. I think that's finally healed up. He's explosive. He he's explosive. a top top five heavyweight. Also, a very very funny guy on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. See, some some kind of a screw up. I forgot that ESPN just uh, blast their sound coming through your speakers. But uh, they're they're an in, he's an interesting case just because he he can knock anybody out with one punch. Oh, one hundred percent. He's he's that that kind of scary. That kind of dangerous. Um, another fight that you know Andre Olavsky's on this card. He's been around for so long. I, he's he's crazy. I think so he's one long. of the first UFC heavyweight champions. He's fighting on this card, which I don't think that I agree with. But hey, he he's, he's getting I, money. He's, he's getting money. And yeah. I think that the last time I had him on my beats of the week, he won some people some money. So maybe yeah, look I, at Andre Arlovsky. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He there's no line on on this fight yet, but thirty and nineteen, and he's fighting a guy with eleven fights. Jesus Christ. That's probably as many. You could take half of Andre Olavsky's career away and he has more than 15 fights. That's so. just ridiculous. It, it, it should be a. Olavsky has been around for so long. Yeah. It should be a fun card. Uh, there's a lot of fireworks possible. Eddie Wineland is a knockout artist. Uh, Philip Haas, is that the guy who did the spinning ninja kick? I'm almost I positive think, that's, that's yeah, who it I was. Think it, he's either the one that got hit. Or no no it was Impa Kasangane was the one that got hit and yeah. Phil, Phil Haas was the guy that kicked it yeah so you want to watch Phil Haas's fight because you never know what's going to happen that's, that's one of the greatest highlights in mixed martial arts history one of the greatest history. knockouts of UFC history although it wasn't as big of a fight still absolutely insane definitely all right let's go ahead let's listen to some messages from our partners Fubo TV fanatics and High Alpine and Atemi Sports uh, and Atemi Sports and uh, we'll get back into it. We'll have some new segments coming up for you on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Far End of the Bench, episode 28 here on the Unhinged Sports Network. 
Benchwarmers, we have another new partnership that we're talking about, Atemi Sports. We reached out to them, and they were gracious enough to offer us an affiliate position. So we have a new link in our link tree, at Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Go there, because they got great resistance bands for working out. Also good resistance bands for PT if you're having to overcome an injury, because I know we have a lot of uh, athletes that listen to the show, and then also with the men's league, we might have to invest in some Atemi sports bands so that we can recover after games. Yeah, we're going to have to stress ourselves out for sure, but, I mean, it's a weird world we're living in. Gyms being closed, whatever it may be. Um, wherever you are in the country, check out Atemi Sports because, like I said, those bands are great for at-home workouts. If you don't have much, you, you use a cheap price, just go through our link. You can check out whatever they have um, and get you a quick workout in, not even 30 minutes every single day, and stay in shape during these tough times. Yeah, use the link in our link tree and make your purchase through that way. It comes a little bit back to us so we can continue to make good content for you guys and continue to uh, work through our tec- technical difficulties that we've been dealing with throughout this show. So Atemi Sports, follow them on Instagram, at Atemi Sports, also on Twitter, and then use the link in our link tree when you go and buy your, your workout equipment and your resistance bands. What's up, bench warmers? All right, we, we've been talking about Fanatics for a long time. We want to make sure that this thing stays up to date. So we mentioned last time that you can get national championship, conference championship gear. Well, now basketball season's in full swing, hockey season's in full swing, and now we're going to have to start looking for Super Bowl championship gear. Unfortunately, Nico, it's either going to be Tom Brady again or Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl gear. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be getting any of that. But if you're a fan of either of those teams, you got to get it. you got to get it. Use the Fanatics link in our link tree. That's the most important thing. Um, go get your good stuff there because, like I said, go get you a Mile High City jersey. Nuggets have been rolling lately. Uh, they they uh, have a great red jersey out there. I believe you can get the Nordiques jerseys too for the Avs. Go get you some of those sick uh, retroverse jerseys. No matter what team of fan or what fan of a team you are, um, go get you whatever it may be on Fanatics. He's got all the good stuff. Yep, link in our bio. It helps out the Unhinged Sports Network as a whole. At FEOTB Pod, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to use it and help out the Unhinged Sports Network so we can continue to bring you great content. Thanks, guys. What's up, Benchwarmers of the Unhinged Sports Network? We got another thing to, to get to because, you know, nobody likes dealing with cable companies in 2020. And here at the Unhinged Sports Network, we wanted to cater to you guys to go into the new age, cut your cable cords with Fubo TV. We have a new link, a new partnership. You can go to the link in our bio, and if you sign up for a subscription through that link, you will kick back a little bit of money to the Unhinged Sports Network so we can continue to bring great content all across this platform. And we got big things coming up in 2021, so you're going to have to, to get in on this, and we're helping you out in the process. Yeah, make, make your life easier, man. No one likes dealing with cable companies. You don't get half the channels. Um, sometimes there's blackouts. That's not present with Fubo. You can get whatever you want. I can watch Sunday Night Football with no sweat. I can watch... Or, T- or I can watch basketball on TNT anytime I want. Um, get, be sure to use Fubo, man. I'm definitely going to be using it. I hate paying for cable, so I'm going to be using that right right now as we speak, if we're being honest. And I want to make sure to get on that deal so now it's your turn to do the same. Help out the Unhinged Sports Network. Cut your cable cord. Come into the digital age. Thanks, guys.
Benchwarmers, we know you guys like to drink your craft beer, and that's a good thing because we're entering a partnership with one of the best, youngest breweries in the western slope of Colorado, High Alpine Brewing Company. We know that there's a lot of listeners out there in Gunnison. You guys know what we're talking about with High Alpine, but Scott, the owner, and us two, Nico and Jimmy, for the Far End of the Bench podcast have entered into a working partnership with them, and there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out like merch. We're going to have some possible giveaway deals with them. If you mention listening to the Far End of the Bench podcast, so there's great things coming with us and, the, and High Alpine Brewing Company. Exactly. Who doesn't like drinking beer while watching sports at a bar? That's the greatest combination there can be. Um, you got to go check out our, our friends up there. A lot of great things out of us and one of the best breweries in Colorado, hands down. Um, they got a lot of good stuff. Jimmy and I will be promoting their stuff like no other. I guarantee you that. We'll be wearing their shirts. Um, be sure to go on their website. They got good merchandise over there. Check them out there. And then obviously go taste their great beer because they have a great selection. Great selection, always on tap. Nice cold craft beer. Also follow them on Instagram at High Alpine Brewing Company. Look them up on Facebook also at High Alpine Brewing Company. They're one of the biggest and youngest breweries in Colorado. Go give them a shout out and help out the far end of the bench. Help us grow our brand. Thanks, guys. Welcome back. Thank you guys for listening to those messages from our sponsors. Be sure to hit up our link tree in our social media bios at FEOTBPod, Instagram and Twitter. It's where you can find those. Atemi Sports, Great Resistance Bands, High Alpine Brewing. If you're in Gunnison, it is the place to go. It's great pizza too, Nico. Great pizza. Great pizza very good pizza. It's very yeah. good pizza with some great beer. Um, and then also Fanatics, Fubo TV. If you're a Tampa Bay fan and don't have Super Bowl memorabilia yet, what are or, you doing? Or stand the cup member a bit. Yeah, or <laughs> it's crazy. It, you should go get yourself something now so that f- through the Fanatics link in our bio and then Fubo TV. If you're tired of blackouts, you can start a free seven day trial. Just try it out. That's all you got to do. Exactly. And then you don't have to have a cable contract anymore. All right, let's get into our new segment. Got some good ones, man. New segment. Fun ones. Nico we don't have to pick them anymore. No, no, no pick them like anymore. So we got some fire ones, I think. This is going to help us uh, fill up some time on our show. And then Nico Nico came up with these ones. So let's let's start with What's Brewing, presented by the High Alpine Brewing Company. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter, at High Alpine Brew. They're also on Facebook, so go like them there. This is just a, a random, kind of like, almost like a gossipy story in the world of sports, yeah. right? That's, yeah. that's kind of what you're going for. Like, like either a rumor that's coming up or something that you're like, what ha- like, like you're like, oh, this is interesting. Like I, You're just like intrigued by it, basically. Okay. I'll have you start. Because, you to start? Okay, yeah. Jimmy. Well, I got a question for you. Did you know that Chris Hogan played football? Because <laughs> that man is a professional lacrosse player in the PLL, baby. Premier Lacrosse League, man. Shout out to PLL because I'm a big fan of the PLL. I'm a big lacrosse guy. I played lacrosse growing up for so long. And Chris Hogan, Super Bowl champ with the, with the Patriots. Two-time Super Bowl he champ. He retired his NFL career and now – is playing in the lacrosse, Premier Lacrosse League with Paul Rabel, a bunch of great young guys, uh, Trevor Baptiste, who went to Denver University, one of the best face-off. I know you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. One of the best face-off guys one of, in, in lacrosse history. Um, he is. He entered the draft. It's very, very big for the sport. Mm-hmm. They are nationally televised. They bought out the MLL, which is the Major League Lacrosse, which was, which had the Denver Outlaws, which were a team here, but they that's no longer a thing. It's, it's a whole, whole little spiel. But the PLL is doing a lot of great things. They are... One of them, they won the most. Uh, they won the 2020 award for the fastest growing league, I believe. I don't know what the awards were, mm-hmm. but they won fastest grossing league. They, they're 
on like I said on NBCSN. The season starts in April. We'll we'll find a team because we're gonna be. Th- I was gonna say what team are we gonna back? Because yeah, there's no the, none of the teams are in cities, right? Yeah, it's all, so we can just back whoever. That's true. There, there's some cool names. There's the Redwoods with like a huge bear on the chest. There's there's the Atlas, which is like a huge horn. Yeah, there's the I water like the Greek. I know the water dogs because because the P- PMT. Tank, yeah. yeah, but I the Atlas. I like Greek Greek mythology. I don't think it has anything to do with no? mythology. Well, with you. Shit. Maybe I'll make I it about know. Maybe mythology. I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. But yeah, shout out Chris Hogan because it's bringing a lot of eyes to the sport. And lacrosse is, I mean, it's obviously not as big of a sport as some of the big ones. But if they can get a little bit bigger and release a video game, they might start getting They've old. tried for so many years. I would so love bad. playing a lacrosse video it's game. It's so bad. There were some how can it be ones. that? How can it be that much harder than doing hockey? Because the buttons are weird. There's so many little things with lacrosse because like, you have to – you switch arms, you pass. It's like, it's a hockey one. It, they're still trying to figure it all out. Like hockey wasn't great at first. They're still trying to I figure it all out. I always love hockey video games. I, I, they, 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 they've been good for so many years, but it's, they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. But hopefully they do. I mean, I wouldn't hate it. For the next gen console, why not? I would why like. Not, yeah. I would like it. A PLL video game. I'd I'd Twitch stream that. <laughs> I'd, by the way, on YouTube, we might once the summer starts coming around and the sports start slowing down, we might be launching a Twitch channel. Sure. sure well, sure. you'll get to see me dominate Nico and Madden. Yeah, but I'll dominate him in Chell and 2K. Oh, Chell? Are 2K. you kidding we'll me? We'll have a good game in Chell, but I'll dominate you in 2K. Yeah. Guaranteed 2K win here. That's that's true. Because <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go through the tutorial. And that might even be content in it in it of yeah, itself because true. who knows what that's going to look like. But yeah, but shout out Chris Helgen. That's my first What's Brewing by, presented by High Alpine Brewing Company. My first What's Brewing, Aisha Curry. She cut her hand on a champagne bottle trying to celebrate the perfect Valentine's Day. And she cut her hand, had to spend all of it in the emergency room getting stitches. Uh, I just thought it was uh, the the, be- the one of the, the wife of the best shooter of all time. Just, just really can't took a, a knife. Yeah, can't can't handle a knife. I, I'll give her some some leeway because champagne bottles can be iffy sometimes. Champagne bottles are very very difficult at times. But I don't know how you cut your hand yeah. that and, and cut it bad enough to where you're in the ER for the rest of the day. I guess stars are just like us. Yeah, they can I mean, screw up. They can screw up everything just like us. Who knows? True. That's my first. What's brewing from presented by the High Alpine Brewing Company. Follow them at High Alpine Brew on Instagram and Twitter, and then like them on Facebook. Now let's get to one that we introduced last week. Off the hinges presented by the Unhinged Sports Network. I'll start with this one because we've mentioned fan controlled football a couple times. And Johnny Manziel is back in my doghouse. I, w- I wanted to root for him because I'm a big Mike Stud fan, and Mike is doing a, a bunch of different things with his brand, and one of them is Sports Agency, and he's working with Johnny Manziel in, in a comeback tour. I-, I wanted to root for him in that sense. And then listening to his post-game interview last night where we win or lose here on the buzz, we booze, which the buzz is his, his team name. And I have a problem with this because it undermines the importance and the actual legitimacy of the league as a whole. Because this is the star, this is the face of your league because he's the only guy who has any kind of a name recognition mm-hmm. unless you're a very independent Diehard, football. Like, yeah. like that's, that's your thing. So I know, Zach, you know plenty more players in the fan control football league. But this is the face of your league. And he's saying that it doesn't matter if we win or lose. And this is he also came out and said that this is in no way trying to get him getting back in the NFL. Having the biggest star in your league do that makes it so much harder for the guys who don't actually have anything else going on to to actually move themselves forward to maybe make something out of their own shot. It's it's a bad look for the league, and I know that he's not a good role model. He's never been a good role model, and he's never claimed to be. 
but you got to have some I, I figured it would hit him at some point that being a professional is trying to <laughs> trying to move the game forward and you took all of it's it's like when you're in the WWE and you say I don't want to win that title that title means nothing I, I don't care if we win this football game this fan control football game means nothing we're gonna drink just the same as we would if we lost if if, if, if we win it's something that I, I'd expect from our rec league team not from a guy who's in a prof- professional, semi-professional league, whatever well, you, you know, want to call yeah, it. Semi-professional is a better way to put it. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But these guys are looking for legitimate chances, and he made it made a complete joke out of all of it. It, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I think, you know, for, for what I wanted from Johnny Manziel, I'm just resigning myself to the fact that he's never going to change. It is what it is. Like I said, there's a lot of weird things this fan control football league. I know you're probably gonna be watching it because everyone on his network loves watching it. I, I don't. I really don't I'll, know. I'll watch I'm, the XFL when it comes back. Yeah. But this is not that intriguing to me. I like. I'll be honest with you. I loved arena football. Like when when we hit the Colorado Crush here, that was some of the most fun football games I've ever been to. That's where yeah. I fell in love with the game first. Because Salpa two was a linebacker, quote unquote linebacker for the Colorado Crush, and that's where I got number forty eight from. I used I wore forty eight throughout one little league playing mm-hmm. football and I wore forty eight in high school and as well, and that's where the number came from. And I loved Colorado Crush with Damian Harrell and John Dutton and John Elway owning the team. Owning the team when he was actually a good GM. <laughs> I know. Sorry, he should John. he should go back to his sorry, crush John. days. And then all those all those arena bulls with him and John Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. <laughs> all those commercials, funny commercials when John Bon Jovi owned the Philadelphia Soul. People those are, are throwbacks. Look at those if, commercials. If we those have funny. young listeners, they're thinking that you're speaking we're, gibberish yeah, at this they point. Think we're I'm making idiots. all of this up. <laughs> yes. Like, Sean, oh, they're in Colorado. They're high. No, we're not. No, this is this, this is, is all legit. I promise this is real. This is all legit. And we, and we won two yeah, arena bowls. Don't you have a crush jersey somewhere? Oh, yeah. I do. So, I had a Damien Harrell jersey. I, it's probably my parents' house. But I had one. I have a crush hat that was signed by the whole team. I was at the uh, first arena bowl that they won. I think it was arena bowl 20. I don't honestly. We practiced on part of their turf, turf? because we bought our, our like, literally see, coach bought yeah, that. Yeah, I like arena football, but that was just a shit show. Arena control football, ugh, I don't know. Especially if you have fans who don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, it doesn't make any. It's for the memes, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, and that's that may ruin the league. It may. It doesn't make any sense. I. I look at college football as the minor leagues, anyways. So I really diehard college football fan. I, I will watch the XFL. I watched the AAF when it was going on, but I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna find the tenth spring league or yeah. whatever else is gonna pop up. I'm not that diehard. Sorry, Zach. Of a, we're just not that. Diehard. I'd rather we're watch diehard football fans. But I'd rather watch old NFL or college football highlights than watch yeah. a new league with people that have a one in ten billion chance of making it to the NFL. And especially if they're taking it as seriously as Johnny Manziel is. Win or lose, we booze, baby. Yeah. No. Win or lose, we booze here. Yeah, that's a pass on me. That's a pass. So, m- m- me for now. Am I off the hinges? Jokic is not getting any any MVP respect, none at all. I have seen so many analysts say this is LeBron's MVP year, this is Joel Embiid's MVP year, this is KD. Damian he, Lillard. D- D- or Damian Lillard has been on the cusp a little bit, but people are not mentioning Jokic at all. The disrespect. The Nuggets right now have are two and a half games back from the same record of what the Sixers have. It's not like the Sixers are this. Great team. Jokic is playing better than Embiid is. He is the excuse me the best player usage of anyone in the league. He he's he's a part of almost every single bucket. 
when he's on the floor for the Denver Nuggets, whether it be assists, hockey assists, or or scoring it actually, mm-hmm. like or getting the re- offensive rebound, whatever it may be, he's always a part of the offense and he's playing at an ungodly level. The dude put up a triple double against the Lakers on Sunday, and like he played a bad game. He didn't score in the second half technically, and he still put up great numbers and we beat the reigning champions. Yeah. Get, put some respect <clears throat> on this guy's name, man. Trying it to is, find his it plus is, it minus. It is just ridiculous. He has been playing outstanding. Man, this Nuggets team would be nowhere without him. And oh, they would be no, nothing, nothing without him. Nothing without him. And Jokic deserves more respect. It's going to be very interesting at the end of the year how the all-NBA teams plan out. Because you can only take one technically center, and I'm hoping they put Jokic and Embiid together because you're going to snub one of them. Those two have been playing out outstanding. Do you think and that they're probably going to do the same thing they did last year with Anthony Davis's first team, and then it's just weird because you also have Giannis, you also have KD, you have LeBron, all as front court players. And right now, Jokic and Embiid deserve first team all all NBA. Mm-hmm. And KD and Giannis have great have had great great seasons, but what we're seeing out of these two big men have been incredible. Yeah, I I agree with you. I love that kind of I love the basketball in the paint anyways. If you listen to me call Silver Creek High School games, I really enjoy when people get in the paint, run the post move, spin and all that kind of stuff. I, I really like that. But Jokic is playing that position in such a different way than anybody else has played it before. It's it's cool to watch because you I'm even I understand I'm watching historic greatness. This, You're saying a new wave of the big man. This season will never be duplicated unless these guys start following what Nikola Jokic is able to do. Um, so that's I like that off the hinges a lot. Uh, now the last one, and by the way, off the hinges, sponsored by the Unhinged Sports Network. Last new segment that we're going to introduce here, what's on your screen. This one's presented by Fubo TV. Free seven-day trial if you use the link in our link tree. Mine, I'll, I'll tell you what mine is right off the bat, and that's the Avalanche Golden Knights Lake Tahoe yeah, Winter this, Classic. This is basically just what what game we're watching. Oh yeah, this sorry, week. I forgot to I forgot yeah, you got ne- never heard this time, one. Jimmy. Yeah, first time. What I'm gonna be watching this week? Mm-hmm. What I will be turning? I will watch pregame and postgame coverage of it as well because we don't get to. I should celebrate this like when I celebrate getting to watch a Bengals game. That's that's how good this is gonna be. Avalanche are playing on NBC in the Winter Classic in, in Lake Tahoe against the Vegas Golden Knights. Nothing can be better than that. It's going to be great content. Lake Tahoe, you get to see the the um, Nordique jerseys first, right? Ooh. First time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, baby. Yo, and, it's going to be fire. And you know they're going to look great compared to those god awful red ones that the that the Knights have. If that's the one, the Knights honestly might terrible, go with their. But they're weird. They the might go with their reflective are... gold helmets. Did you see those with the red jerseys? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's really weird. I don't mind the gold and gold. I don't like the shiny gold helmets. It looks yeah. too gold member. But if you make it like if you make a gold helmet like solid gold like matte, that's weird too. I don't know. I think I didn't think that's, it looked terrible when yeah. they wore the gold. The weekend, like the, matte the weekend gold. meme, ladies and gentlemen, it's the weekend meme was funny with it having yeah. the weekend little in the little mirror thing in the was funny. I forgot who sent that to us, but that was funny. I wonder if there was an unfortunate schmelting accident to try yeah. and get all those helmets made. I know who their new biggest fan is, and that's Gold Member, mm-hmm. Jean Travolta as well as Mike Myers, mm-hmm. both both of them. The Faja, the Faja, yeah, I need the Faja. But that's what I'm watching. And if you're an Avalanche fan, this is a huge day. I know we can't go to it, go to this game in person, or there might be a very, very limited capacity. I can't. I want to get to a Winter Classic game so badly. I talked to Ken and Trevor. They've been to two of them. Outdoor games are interesting. You freeze your butt off, obviously, because it's hockey in the winter. But 
it would be even cooler if they were playing it on the actual lake. And we talked about PT Belmore, like, oh, I get to play on the lake. I've never played on the lake before. <laughs> no, the- no, we're playing on the on the golf course right there. But that's that's it's fine. Still the same vibe. I did go to the Avs Red Wings Winter Classic from I think four or five years ago, but we sucked. Which so, which stadium was that? It was that. Uh, course Field. There you go. God damn it. We had to bring up Course Field, Jimmy. Well, <laughs> that's why they sucked. And then, I mean, the Avs don't really play well when they play outside because then they lose last year in the Air well, Force that Academy. Well, the whole Air Force Stadium also was a shit show because they couldn't get the fans in there at time because it was a one – it's a one entrance It's a Air very – it's a military base. Yeah, so. and there was one lane and people didn't get into the stadium until like the end of the second period. And that was a whole shit show. Yeah. I, 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 I can't believe you've never seen that, but or heard about that. But that was that was a whole bad thing about last last year's Winter Classic. But I mean, no fan. That's cool. Lake Placid is it has its like Toss like Tahoe. Lake, Lake, Lake Placid is New York where yeah, the the Russians got beat by the Americans. Yeah. God damn. I, I always I, I'll shout out also seven year anniversary as we recorded this of the TJ Yoshi goal. God damn. What a fucking again Yoshi again. Go listen to that Doc Emmerich call. Yeah, we beat the Russians. But yeah, that's that's a good one. What's on my screen this week? I'm going Lakers Heat rematch. Uh, NBA Finals Heat Heat have been slipping a little bit. The Lakers just lost AD, so good be going to be a good matchup Saturday night on ABC. Good old Mike Breen back on the call. Mm-hmm. That's that's must watch TV. Like I said, it's always it's always fun when you have the two NBA Finals opponents against one another, especially LeBron playing against his former team. Always a good time. Yeah, that's uh, Return to the Evil Empire almost. Return that could the, be yeah. that one. Also, bang, Mike Breen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on Fubo TV. So that's what's on your screen presented by Fubo TV. Like we said, all of these partnerships that sponsored those segments are in our link tree. And then check out Atemi Sports and ColorCast as well. As we're, we're trying to figure out something for those two, but we got those partners there. Uh, now let's get into our normal segments of the week, and we'll start with the worst one, the one that you don't want to win, ladies and gentlemen, Benchwarmer of the Week. It's fun. It's getting – I like this one. It's grown on me a little bit as we've continued to do it. Uh, I'll let you start because I did the last two segments. Who's your Benchwarmer of the My Week? My Benchwarmer of the Week, it's someone that I had a lot of faith in. She's she's only 22 years old, but Macy Barber. Macy Barber, she threw more ghost jabs than I've ever seen in my life. And She was in a co-main event. She's a lot of hype. She's very young. She's a lot of great will. But she got dominated by Alex Grasso. And I was hoping she would help me win some money because I bet some money on her. But um, it is what it is. Macy Barber, like I said, she's, she's our age. So the prime for UFC fighters are usually in their 30s. Mm-hmm. She's just, she was jabbing the air the whole fight. It was kind of funny. So I'm going with Macy Barber. Yeah, Alexa Grasso, a little bit more experience. That could have gone, gone into play there. But I don't think it, it makes sense that she... With the hype that she had going into it, it makes sense. Talking about somebody who has hype, and then the fact it's partially because he has so much hype and is gonna is looked at as the future of our team. And then the guy that postered him. So my bench warmer of the week is MPJ, and it's because he got posterized by Kyle freaking Kuzma. I'm just glad it wasn't your play of the week. <laughs> I'm just no, glad. I I thought about it, <laughs> but then I I didn't want to. I wanted to throw some shade at MPJ because come on, don't let Kuz do. Kuz is not good. Kuz is okay. Kuz is, Kuz is okay. Kuz is okay. He's not great. Kuz is okay. He should be playing in New Orleans. You told me about that on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, they, they decided to keep Kuzma instead of Brandon Ingram. But I really I don't know how you let that happen, especially because MPJ is a lot bigger than he is. MPJ is eh, a lot I taller. Think, I think they're about the same, honestly. I, I don't know. It was a bad look. I don't know. It was a bad look, yeah, so MPJ yeah. gets my bench warmer of the week. Don't get posterized by the least liked player on the other team. Just... 
That's, I mean, Lakers. Fans, if it's LeBron, I, it makes sense. Yeah, you, you can you can shake off a of LeBron. Actually, you can't really shake off a of LeBron. Uh, no, it's it normally you'll be, on, you'll be all over ESPN. You'll, Kuzma, at least like a few people heard about it and then everyone forgot about it. But we'll talk about it. it still. Everybody was like, "Oh, Kuzma postered MPJ," and then everybody started hating on Kyle Kuzma in the comments because that's just how that's stuff just how goes they with go. him. That's how Lakers fans go. Yeah, they they hate him. But all right, let's move on. Beats of the week. Uh, some interesting ones because, like we said, we're trying to figure this out. Um, not as many, not as many games to choose yeah, from. Yeah, because I mean, well, I mean, having football on weekends, the odds are already out yeah. on Monday, and like we're recording this on Monday, it's kind of hard to find lines on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday when it's not already right. I will, I thing. will throw this out there, Superbook, if you're listening, or BetMGM, or FanDuel. DraftKings, DraftKings, any of the fantasy sportsbook apps. If they want to, if you have an affiliate program, reach out to us at FEOTB, FEOTB Pod. Let us know because we'll definitely plug your stuff. Start oh, betting yeah. a lot of money in your in your platforms and get all of our friends and family I will, to do. I will it. give you all my money. I will give you all <laughs> of my money because I don't win money. I give money. <laughs> you want to you want to pick a pick a team? Nope, just take it. Just just give me all. Just take all of it. Yeah, just take all of it. Um, so my first beat of the week. Sam Howell to win the Heisman, plus 1,400. He is the uh, – I, I would say he's one of the best talents at the quarterback Could position in the country. Could be number one pick to, uh, next year, Jeff. Could be. But he uh, – it also helps that he's at North Carolina, so um, – in the ACC, not the toughest conference to win. Could could look pretty good in it. Also has Mac Brown as the head coach. ACC also with uh, Clemson, though. That's true, but I think yeah, but they're going to be in a little bit of a, a, a spiral after losing Trevor Lawrence. I like Uyagalale. He'll be good. You're still getting that name right on the dodge. Uyagalale. DJ's going to be fine, but I think that next year Sam Howell has a good chance to kind of take over and put up some ungodly stats. And uh, I, I'd like to see what he's been, what he'd be able to do because I think UNC struggled a lot with the COVID situation. They weren't able to handle it very well, so they they started off hot and then kind of fell down the stretch. So I like Sam Howell. Sam Howell to win the Heisman at plus fourteen hundred. I don't hate that. I I have two beats of the week that are not sports that you like watching at all. So my first one, uh, I talked about the Aussie Open, Australian Open. It's been going on. Um, I talked about two weeks ago. It's been going on forever because they they spread the matches out. So it's it's weird. But um, Djokovic versus Nadal right now, the odds for them to be in the final together are plus four hundred, which is very very high in my opinion. I I picked Nadal to win it. I'm still going with that. But Djokovic and Nadal have been playing very well. And uh, although you haven't probably watched any of it, I've watched a little bit of it. And both those two are on a train track to meet in the Aussie Open. Medvedev is the other guy that. Could make some noise to possibly upset either one of those two, but give me Nadal versus Jokic in the Australian Open plus four hundred. Those odds are just too good not to take. Sure, uh, listen to Nico on that one. I don't have anything to add. Uh, my next one, Nico liked a lot when uh, he was able to see this. Broncos plus eighteen hundred to win the AFC West right now. Uh, if you have faith that they're going to land Deshaun Watson, be sure to get it in on these odds because once they land Deshaun Watson, it's probably going to drop to plus 800, plus 750. Yeah, it's still not going to be the favorite because the Chiefs yeah. are still I mean, there. the Chiefs are but plus 400 we'll have the right second now. best odds. We have the fourth best odds to win the division. Yeah, right, they're, you're, right now Broncos are last odds-wise to win the division. So We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't think we'll be last in the division, but we'll see how it all plays out. I don't think it's going to go up. That's why I'm saying get in yeah. on it now because all it's going to do is go down. I don't hate that at all. Next, uh, Atlantic Division champs the, are going to be the Brooklyn Nets at plus 150. The reason why I say that also is because also in the same division, 
Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. I think the Sixers fall off a little bit more. The Nets catch their stride, and they win the division. Obviously, divisions don't matter for basketball. It's basically just because of, like, um, yeah, like I said, divisions don't matter. It's like the points and whose land is anyways. It, 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 Everything's it, made up and the points don't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just bragging rights, basically, and you get to hang a banner in your in your arena. It, unless you're the Celtics of a 17 of them. Or 20, 20. Yeah, I don't know the exact number. But either way. At uh, least it's not like Nashville hanging President's Trophy banners. That's true. Almost just as bad. Almost just as bad. But, yeah, give me the Nets to win that division. Like I said, I think Sixers fall off a little bit. Embiid gets cold streak a little bit. But the Nets are should be the favorites coming out of the East. Yeah, I think they that trade kind of we, – we said it when the trade happened. They're, that's to win this year. Yep. If they don't win this year, then that trade is a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody else involved comes out on top. My last beat of the week, and we are f- officially announcing it, no longer a Rockies podcast because of what they did with Nolan Arenado. We're a Yankees podcast. And for that reason, I'm taking the Bronx Bombers plus 600 to win the World Series. Bet on it. The boys in pinstripes. We're going for 28 this year. 28th World Series, 2021. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stan, they get it done. Take it now, plus 600 for the Yanks to win the World Series. It's going to be very hard for me to swallow being a Yankees fan. Oh. I have to do something. I got some pretty cool hats you can I wear. Have to, I actually have a Yankees hat because I went to New York in eighth grade and Jeter retired that year. So I have a number two Jeter hat mm-hmm. with with the Yankees. So I do have that. But, man, it's I got to do something different. Just accept it. Just I, like I said, I'm going to be watching the PLL during the summer because I cannot watch the watch baseball. Just know that you're the fan of the team with the most World Series championships in all of baseball history. And that just it brings joy to my heart knowing that. Shout out, DJ. Oh, shout out, DJ. Mm-hmm. That's, I'll root for DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, I like I like That's DJ LeMahieu. Okay, my last one, FC Bayern München. Or the Champions League is back this week. FC Bayern München plays Lazio, which is in Rome. I, I didn't know that, but now you know. Go Lazio. <laughs> now you know. Um, I have them to beat them and for one team to not score, so both teams not to score. So Bayern München will score. They will win. But those are ours plus 150 for Bayern München to win and Lazio not score, which more than likely only you don't see a high-scoring soccer game. That's just not how it goes. <laughs> it's not. That's just it's very not, difficult. I mean, so in Bayern München – my mom's German, and I like watching a little bit of German soccer. A little bit here and there. I'm not a diehard. Don't give me – don't – I have a German soccer jersey. That's as far as it gets. And they have to get a Bayern Munich jersey using the Fanatic stuff. A small ad, but no ad. Um, <laughs> no free shout-outs, no Fanatics. Shout Thank yeah. you. Um, but either way, yeah, give me Bayern Munich to do, to do that and beat Lazio and the other, Lazio not to score. Plus 150. There we go. I mean uh... – I don't know about it, so I, I'll take your word Probably for it not again. I'm going to watch it, but I mean, I did win my last soccer beat that I didn't watch. I did. I was looking at soccer today as well. I just don't know enough yeah. of them to even pick. Um, Honestly, we, we should just start shit shooting and just be like, you know what? I like the Italians. Pick the, the Italians win. <laughs> Get the ball to the Italians. Don't destroy me, Italian. Get the ball to the Italians. Where are my Italians? <laughs> All right. That's the beats of the week. Put in some money. Uh, help uh, let us win win you some money. That's what we're here for. Um, I also still have an active bet on whether or not the Avalanche will win the Stanley Cup this year. So (laughs) hockey season, once it gets down to the wire, I'm going to start pulling my hair out. That's for sure, as I did last year. Um, But let's move on. Player of the week. I'll let you go first because mine's a little bit disappointing. Yeah, my player of the week, I went Devin Booker. Devin Booker has been performing. The, the Suns, I'm not, I've refused to pick anyone from the Jazz. Sorry, Rudy Go, Gogurt and, and Rudy Coronavirus. And, and Spider Mitchell. Um, but 
Devin Booker or Suns have won six out of the last seven, I believe. And Devin Booker has been putting on a show. He had a game winner a week ago. It's not my play of the week, but it was a pretty good shot over Dallas. What we were recording last week, that's when he hit that game winner. Because mm-hmm. I do remember saying that because that was the play of the week last week. But, yeah, Devin Booker's been balling. I highly recommend going over to ESPN and looking at the piece that Michael Wilbon did on Devin Booker because um, if you guys know the story behind Devin Booker and his tattoo, the, the – um, the, oh, God. Oh god, that's gonna bug me the name of it. But it, it he he got his shoe signed by Kobe when he last played Kobe, and um, he or it's be legendary. Excuse me, there it is. Be legendary on his arm, and that's what Kobe wrote on his shoes. And he's been trying. He's the next. I wouldn't say next Kobe, but the next Kobe prototype. So he's he's very similar game style, very similar move set. But, I mean, it, it, he takes a lot of great things for Kobe. That was a great piece ESPN, ESPN did. So, go check that out. So, that's my player of the week, Devin Booker. Mine is Marc-Andre Fleury. Like I said, 30 saves and a shutout against the Avalanche. It, against the Avalanche, it's a lot more impressive. And that's a good thing because it means that the Avalanche are a top team in the league. But it's also it doesn't make losing to them any more bearable. But if I'm going to lose to a goaltender that does that, I know it's not going to happen every single night. So. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame goaltender. We can swallow yeah. that. <laughs> I can I can eat that I can eat that he's one. He's a great guy too. Mark Andre Fleur, great yeah. at the game. He's obviously the more liked of the goalies on that team because he was in the iPhone commercial during the bubble playoffs yeah. and and not Laner, even though Laner was the guy that got yeah. him there. That's um, true. Um, my play of the week, or or now let's go play of the week, right? Because now we're on that. Yeah. Play of the week, man. I'll start here because I got I got to pick this one first. R.J. Hampton. That poster he put on last Thursday, I believe, or was it Thursday or Friday against the Thunder? Boy, oh boy, this rookie got up. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, he got up. He jammed it. And he, I mean, what a great play by him. This kid is 19 years old, I believe, maybe 20, not he even. Might be 20. And he just rose up as good of a poster as Jamal against the Bucks two years ago or a year and a half ago. And then MPJ in the bubble against Montrez. That, I mean, at 19 years old doing that, if you haven't watched that play, go back and watch it. That made me so happy watching that kid do that. Yeah, it was a great, great moment. He is a, a great play. Great young kid. Yeah. Great young guy. I think it's a good sign for the Nuggets moving forward. Uh, my play of the week, Urban Meyer, making sure to be on camera for every single throw of Trevor Lawrence's pro day. Basically stop short of peeing on him to mark his territory. This is mine. Nobody touch him. This one's mine. I like all of these toys, but this one is my toy to play with. Uh, pause on that because I don't want that to actually happen. Um, no, my real play of the week, uh, Faku's no look pass. And, Almost and, hit Kuz of the year. Yeah. Almost hit Kuz was, of the year. That was kind of nuts. And he got the rest of the Lakers team to look the other way, and then he hit the no look. And it was a clean three-pointer. Oh, that that slow-mo of Zeke Nagy's mm-hmm. jump shot also, Whew. that's a power forward shooting like that. That's beautiful. That's as picture-perfect of a jump shot as you'll see. It was good. It was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And it's on Kuz, so it makes me a little happier. <laughs> I mean, that should win it, by yeah. the way. That should win it for, for me is that the fact that it was on Kuz. All right, um, that is going to be the end of our segments. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like we said, the episode that we recorded in Gunnison with all of our interviews, Scott, Coach Schaefer, and Cole Sinknek from the Western Colorado men's basketball team, Coach Pfeiffer from the wrestling team, and Kyle, one of my buddies from Western, is coming out Friday, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Unhinged Sports Network, unhingedsn.airtime.pro, to check those out live. That's where you can listen to this epi- this podcast, the far end of the bench, every ep- Wednesday 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time is when you can can do that. Uh, 24-7 live sports coverage. We'll be tweeting out 
because we just got the daily schedule. So we'll tweet out the daily schedules each morning so and, you guys can keep up. And the YouTube videos, like I said, are going to be a little more sporadic with them. Yep. We're going to get you more clips instead of the hour and a half, hour and 45-minute videos because I know those are a grind to get through. So a little more clips here and there you'll see throughout the week. I know it makes life a little harder on Jimmy, but hey. it, 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 now, no, you don't, it, now you don't have to have NFL on hinge on there. So it makes life yeah, a little easier. Right? That's true. That's true. And it'll be good. Um because we'll get so Thursdays is when one clip will come out. Saturdays, if you listen to the Jonah's views from the bench, it was our first Jonah's view from the bench we'll this have that month. Monthly. Yep, we'll have that monthly. That five-minute snippet in the audio, it'll be posted fully in the its its entirety. Twenty, it's like twenty minutes is how long we talked about it. You're lifting wrong is the the title of the piece, and that'll be coming out Monday on the YouTube channel. So subscribe to the far end of the bench on YouTube. Bring the notification bell. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, follow us on Spotify, and then leave a rating and a review because that helps grow the show. Yeah, like even us more. all on there too. Man. Yeah, we we are like I said, we're, we're we're right now we're shooting for an interview per month. Um, we probably have something. I, I haven't told Jimmy this yet. Probably have something for, set up for March already. So that's going to be exciting. Um, we're going to keep putting out great content for you. We have three in the key. Hopefully, returning this weekend. Two for chirping. Fridays. Jimmy and yep. Beach Connections coming out too. Um, lots of great stuff coming out from us. Like I said, we are podcast of the year for a reason. Um, we're going to continue putting out great content for you all. Yeah, and if you like those shirts that we were in on our story on Friday or the stickers, because we got a little far under the bench stickers as well, DM us on social media. Um, we'll give you the payment information through that and, and send the link to be able to, to give the payment. It's $12 for a T-shirt. $3 for a sticker. If you want both, it's $15 and we'll figure out a way to get those to you. But DM us through social media because those are pretty, pretty sweet sweat, pretty sweet t-shirts. Shout out uh, Barb day at uh, Rocky mountain. Oh God, I'm gonna mess the name up a uh, clothing company or something along those lines. Like she helped us print all the shirts and it was yeah. a great, great uh, little partnership. Macy, like I said, we're gonna have future lines with hometown colors and yep. everything. These are just the first generic. These are just the first shirts that you can buy and then rock. We some... had sweatshirts that we all know you guys were intrigued to buy that we only gave to family and friends. Now we got something for you all to wear. Yeah, and then with and that plus summer coming up. Yeah, it's, it's it's cold outside right now, but summer's coming up. Gotta get t-shirts. That's true, and you can wear this underneath the sweatshirt and then take it off <laughs> at the true. parties. It, it's all it's all good. Uh, with that. Be sure to. It is so so late right now. It's like I said, we've had a long week. It has been a, a long week. Um, with that, this has been episode twenty eight of the Far End of the Bench for Nico Bryant, my co-host, myself, Jimmy Pilato. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. When the night is cold and lonely. This is a dollar bill piece. Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them prices and I made it a habit. Towing them pictures and serving them edits. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire to be. Elephants again, had to me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man, I got the plan. I call the shooters, they all.